right, welcome back to another episode of Bet GPT. This is episode 30, and we have Austin Slade in a new setting. Where, where are you at, man? Looks like you're in the kitchen. Got some I, I am at the kitchen table. Um, my landlord, I'm, he's actually my friend, but my, my landlord's out of town. So I, I figured I'd move, move upstairs, maybe get some better, better Wi-Fi. Yeah. Um, I do have a ring light coming for our YouTube viewers. Um, so I won't be as look like I'm sitting in a dungeon. I just have I've been too lazy to set it up, but it's coming. Yeah, we'll we'll have it for next week. Sounds good. All right. So today um we have our normal six pack, plus I heard Slade may have a bonus play. We may have seven this week. Um, and then we'll get into our NFL breakdown, handicap the games for the coming weekend. It's actually a really, really good slate. There's like four super good games. Uh, college football, we got some competitive games coming up this weekend. Of course, Iowa's back, so we'll talk about the Iowa Northwestern game. And then we'll probably end the show um, talking a little MLB. Shout out to the Rangers and Corey Seager for winning that title last night. Um, we can kind of break down uh, how the playoffs went, and then we can look at maybe a little preview for next year, see if there's any value out there. But um, with that being said, our six-pack um, – just to give you guys a little update, we're up 7.43 units right now, and we do have one uh, pending that comes tomorrow. It's our tennis play. I bet on Iga Swiatek to win her group. Um, she beat Coco Golf yesterday pretty easily, 6.075. Um, so she just needs to be on Jabor tomorrow to cash that for us, and she's currently sitting minus 550. So how many units uh, would we win? Just one. Just one. Hey, we'll take it. Were, we basically have a minus 550 bet for one unit coming up, but risking Sweet. 120. So, yeah, we're in good shape there. Uh, but, yeah, the, these picks, um, no tennis, unfortunately, for me, because I feel like that's my best sport. But we'll be doing uh, some NFL and college here. Um, why don't we kick it off with your college plays, and then we can finish up with my two NFL plays and go into it. Yeah, so my first my first college play, is, it's Alabama to cover versus LSU this weekend. This is at Bryant, Bryant Denny stadium, uh, to cover the three. Um, I also full, full disclosure. I have Bama under 10 and a half. I took in August. So this is partially cause I think it's going to, I think Bama's going to win, but also it's a hedge for me on that. I think Bama, I think Bama has a chance to win pretty big. Uh, LSU has, key injuries all over their defense they lost their starting right tackle on the offensive line uh apparently they're going to play a true freshman on the right at right tackle um alabama their defensive line is still alabama it's still really good it may not have will anderson but they're still nfl guys on the edge and i think that can make Jaden daniels night pretty difficult and uh obviously it being in alabama i think that's more than a, a three-point uh, advantage, especially in, in compared to playing at on the road at like Baton Rouge, I'd be it's a huge swing. Um, I think Bama's played a lot better since that Texas loss. I think they're trending the right direction. I still want yeah. to pick them to beat Georgia in the SEC title game, unless Georgia just simply doesn't care about it. But I think I think Bama minus three makes more sense. Um, I gotta, LSU. I gotta make a little bold prediction here. I think my guy Kool Aid McKinstry, the cornerback for Bama, I think he gets in the end zone. I think it's either a pick six or it's a punt return touchdown. He's scoring. He's a top player. He's gonna go top ten in the draft. It looks like, and 
top athletes like that or top prospects always find a way to make an impact in big games like this. So I can see that happening. Yep. So roll tide on Saturday. I'll be rooting for Alabama, um, even if it screws up my future. Um, my next play. So I'm going with Kentucky minus four and a half at Mississippi State. I know it's on the road. I don't really care. I don't think Mississippi State is very good. I don't think I think talent wise, they're probably like second worst in the SEC ahead of maybe just Vanderbilt. Um, I think you're getting a good value on Kentucky because they've lost three straight. And so when you when so when I but when I when you look at those teams, I actually don't think it's um, as bad as it sounds. Georgia, obviously, best team in the country, probably Mizzou number two, and then Tennessee was a six-point loss. So I think they play one of the harder schedules in the country. They already beat Florida. They still have LA, or Louisville to finish the year. They so beat Graham Mertz? They Damn. did. They beat the hell out of Graham Mertz, like 33 to 14. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's Kentucky minus four and a half. I, I don't think Kentucky's offense is necessarily a juggernaut, but I just think that they're a better roster and – uh I think I think that they're probably a top twenty-five team. They've just, you know, they lost to Georgia, which most teams would do. Um, so that's that's the second play, and then my third play. So this is I am betting on the flu, and I am so. But I'm betting on the flu being out of the Oklahoma locker room. So the flu has was apparently going through the Oklahoma locker room last week right before and that came out like right before they lost to Kansas. So the flu has is has taken out Mahomes last week. They took out Oklahoma. They Florida State had the flu going around when they almost lost to Boston College. Washington had the flu going around when they almost lost to was it Arizona State or whatever. The flu is like undefeated this year. And if Oklahoma does not have the flu, they are going to win this game by more than six points against Oklahoma State. Bedlam, it's not a night game, which is pretty stupid. But uh, I think Oklahoma is going to run the ball. I think they're going to run the ball successfully. And I still think Dylan Gabriel is the better quarterback in this matchup. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with the handicap. I do have one follow-up question. Are you advocating uh, for the flu shot? Do you think that the <laughs> listener should be getting the flu shot this upcoming season? Um, we'll, we'll let you. We'll let you think uh, on that. My, my my stream froze. I didn't hear your question. <laughs> uh, your body, your choice, I guess. But I'm. Uh, I don't know. I haven't gotten a flu shot in a while. You know that. Yeah. All right, next up. And then, so this is, so those are my three. Bama, Kentucky, and Oklahoma to cover. Three favorites. Um, Those are all at minus 110 for Minus 110, they're all straights. I do have one bonus play. Should I give it now or should I give it at the end? You can just just give it now because it's college football related. And I can do my two NFL. So last week I told people to... to put some money on Arizona um, against Oregon State, they I I did personally. They won. Uh, that money line was like plus one forty. You, I got them at plus one thirty five money line against UCLA for Saturday night. Um, 
it, it, the line has moved a little bit. So now it's plus 116. Who cares? We're still we're putting a half unit on it at plus 116 for Arizona over um, UCLA. I think Arizona is another team that's they've lost to some good teams on their schedule. But if you look at how they've played the last month, they've beaten a handful of ranked teams. I think they are. I think they're offensively really good. They have a, probably you know a top 10, 12 quarterback in the whole country. So I'll take Arizona. I don't trust UCLA's offense. I really like Arizona's coach too, Jed Fish. He was the quarterback's coach for the Patriots and was an offensive assistant for the Rams. So he's been around a lot of good football minds and kind of knows what it takes to win. And he's turned that program around pretty fast because Sumlin had it in pretty bad shape a few years ago. Right. Yeah, if you wanted to take take the points, I mean, they're, they were a three-point dog. It's down to two and a half. So maybe if you keep an eye out for it, maybe it goes back up to three. Two and a half is not a great number, but... Um, yeah, I like Arizona money line plus one sixteen, whatever you can find, just lay it. And, and it's a half unit on half that. unit. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we have all this marked off, uh, on our six pack play tracker. So check that out on Twitter. It's our pin tweet. Uh, but okay. So if you're all wrapped up there, I have two NFL picks then we can go straight into, uh, the handicapping. Uh, my first pick is I'm going an alternate line. I'm taking the Commanders minus two and a half plus one eighty. So right now, for whatever reason, the Patriots. Oh, the Patriots okay. are three point favorites right now. So you're buying. So it's like what five and a half points? Yeah. Either way. Okay. I don't yeah, hate. Way. I might join you on that one. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah, the commanders lost Montez Sweat and Chase Young, but does that even really matter? I don't like maybe Montez Sweat a bit, but the Chase Young, I don't think they care about that at all. No, that's addition um, by subtraction, they said. Yeah. Sam Howell obviously wants to win. The Patriots are down bad. Kendrick Bourne, their top wide receiver, just tore his ACL. I don't know who they're going to throw the ball to. It's Devontae Parker and a couple uh, rookies. So I, I don't know. I, I think that. You know, Sam Howell's had a ton of issues with getting sacked. I swear he gets sacked like eight times a game. But the Patriots also like have injuries. Like uh, Matthew Judon is, is is still hurt. Their their top edge rusher. So, um, yeah, I just think that this is going to be kind of a, a coin flip game where I think the Commanders will end up winning it by a field goal. So I'm, I like him at plus one eighty. Um, so that'll be our official play. If you don't feel as strongly. You can probably find them at plus three or even plus three and a half at some places at minus one ten. So, I mean, I'm sure have you at also it there. just play a money line if you're that worried about the two and a half. Um, yeah, but yeah, plus one. I mean, maybe maybe even do a half unit if it's plus one eighty. I would put a half unit on it if I didn't feel good about it, but I feel good about yeah. it. So. Yeah, I'm not saying you. I'm saying for our listeners yeah. that maybe yeah, are yeah. a little on the fence. Yeah, if you're like Nicholas Bear and you're afraid to bet money, then you can just do a half unit. <laughs> well, it's well, I'll spend it on free play. <laughs> so that's our first play. Um, and then my second play is um, this is the late afternoon game, probably the game of the weekend. It's Cowboys Eagles. I'm taking the Cowboys plus three at FanDuel. They're they're at minus one hundred five right now. Um, so that'll be our play. Um, Jalen Hurts, I think he's injured. His every time you watch him run, it does not look good. Um, 
I think they're still going to run uh, the brotherly shove play and, you know, pick up those those fourth and shorts um, at a great rate above 90%. I don't see any issues there. Where I do see issues are where uh, if the pocket breaks down and he's forced to scramble, I just don't think he has it in him to consistently run and run and run. If you look at his rushing yards the past two games, I think he has like combined 27 yards. So um, Jalen Hurts was never meant to be in the NFL as strictly a passer, and I think that's what he is right now. Um, if you looked at their game last week against the Commanders, they won 38-31, and Hurts did throw for like three-plus touchdowns and like 300 yards. But that's also the Commanders' defense versus the Cowboys' defense. If you get Micah Parsons up in his grill, um, I find it hard to believe he's going to be able to stand in the pocket. So, Did you see uh, his press conference? Yeah, when they asked about his knee and he just he laughed just, and just, walked away. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, sources are telling me that's not a good sign. No, I wouldn't take that as a positive. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm not taking the Cowboys money line, though. I still think the Eagles can win. It, I think it's going to be a close game, but um, my uh, my dad is telling me the Cowboys win more often than not. So I will take the the plus three and just enjoy that game. Uh, all right. So those, um, those are my two plays. Then I have one more. Um, this is a future though. Um, so we're not going to cash it right away, but it's a little juicy. Just hear me out. Colorado under five and a half wins. So prior to the season, uh, I think we were both on the Colorado under and we didn't actually bet it. We just leaned that way, thankfully, because they did get hot. They did get hot and win games at the beginning of the year. And, they made we, themselves look a lot better than yeah. what they did. Like, do you think they would beat Nebraska right now? Maybe, but we all we overvalued this shit out of TCU. I mean, yeah, I thought they were at least a borderline top twenty-five team. They suck. They're playing tonight. Um, they literally need to win tonight just to make a bowl game. So, a lot of those wins that seemed respectable at one point in time, they haven't turned out to be that. Um, so they're. You know, they'll probably be right around five or six, but I yeah. agree. I, I, so, don't, I don't hate the play. It's under five and a half. You have to lay minus 255. I'm doing it. Um, Got to bet money to make money. Their remaining schedule this year, Um, I can pull it up here. They have Oregon State this weekend. Then they have Arizona, who we're obviously both high on from what we just talked about. Then they have at Washington State at Utah, so four tough games. They have to go two and two to get to six. I think they can win one. I don't know. If, I don't think they can win two. So they're gonna. Yeah, yeah. they're gonna be. They're, big they're gonna be. They're underdogs in every game. So yeah. they're gonna be two score dogs at least in three of those. Yeah. So. Yeah, minus two fifty five. That's on DraftKings. FanDuel for whatever num for whatever reason their number is like minus three twenty. Uh, but as of right now, um, Thursday night, uh, it is uh, minus two fifty five. So it feels like uh, it was forever ago that everything was about Dion and Travis Hunter. Like it's just it feels like the last month has been really quiet on that. I'm not complaining about it. It's just that's because ESPN doesn't want to pick up the fact that in Dion's press conferences he's like just blames it on the offensive line and basically says yeah, they're going to be bad. replaced. That was pretty so bad. If you're an offensive lineman, you're blocking 
for your head coach who just disrespected you, his son, what's to say that they don't just like not block on a play on like a third and 10 and just let Shadir get smashed? Could happen. They're going to be in the portal on December whatever anyway. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So those, yeah. Those are my plays. Um, We can just run through them one more time. Um, I have Commanders minus 2.5 alt spread at plus 180, risking a unit. Cowboys plus 3, risking a unit. Uh, Colorado under 5.5 wins. Uh, And then you have Bama minus 3, Oklahoma minus 5.5, Kentucky minus 5.5, and and Arizona money line. So um, those are our six plays plus a bonus play for this week. Um, just take a look at our tracker. Everything's logged on here. Um, we've, we've given out 98 plays now. Um, and we're up 7.43 units with a record of 43 and 32. So, uh, I do want to point out, um, cause because I have to Gunnar Henderson, uh, mm-hmm. that will be graded. I think it's on the 13th of November. So we can only say that for a couple more episodes. We got to keep milking it while we still can. Yep. Hey, Gunnar Henderson. Rumor has it he might he might make an appearance on BetGPT. We we're having one of our close friends reach out. Um, hopefully, we can get a little sound bite. I, uh, I think he could just give us a quick shout out. But um, this is the the unofficial number one uh, fan uh, podcast of Gunnar Henderson. It's nice having connections, man. We're just yeah. plugged in this we'll get you got us on our on our pod you got to start coming out to uh california more often so we can get these connections up and up and running but all right um nfl uh let's just start i guess thursday night this game's going on right now but um predictions just real quick who you you got winning this game or do you do you not Uh, I don't have any plays on tonight's game. I, I think it's going to be really gross. I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I would lean the under, but then I looked at the line and it was already like what 36, 37. So I'm staying away from it. Um, I don't know. This is a game I'll probably check back in later and maybe look at a, a live bet, but I don't have anything right now. Yeah, I like the under 37 to a certain extent. It did get bet down to 35. Um, no, I think it's too late low. Wednesday night, but then it got bet back up. So I feel like there's big money on both sides. Kind of makes me want to stay away. Um, Kenny Pickett, that man is like always hurt and still playing. I feel like they might have a better chance of winning this game with Trubisky, who's Dude, healthy. I- I guess if I had to play something, I think I would just take the Steelers money line. I would say the three points you might need in this game because of how low scoring it is. Um, yeah. I just think that the Steelers are the team that I hate betting on them, but I, I hate betting against them more. Uh, they just somehow find ways to win with their defense. It's a night game in Pittsburgh um, for a four and three Steelers team that still thinks they have something to play for and is favor going. I I just think that that's going to be a tough environment. Um, yeah, it's a little bit different of a test for Will Levis. So I would, if I had to pick, I'd go Steelers. But like I said, I don't. I'm not. I don't have strong leans. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I'll, I'll lean. I'll lean the Steelers as well. Um, all right, next up. Um, one of the best games of the weekend. We go overseas to Germany. Dolphins are one and a half point underdogs to your Kansas City Chiefs. 
the home the favorite in these european games has has like a crazy good record um so they're really as weird as the games have been the the favorite has won out a lot more has covered the spread a lot more um than the other way around so that that would favor the chiefs however um if i were to follow my my getting over the flu trend i would probably take the chiefs um but I'm staying away from it because those are my two favorite AFC teams plus the Bengals or the not Bengals, the, the Ravens. So those are the three teams I like out of the AFC. So I don't really care who wins. Um, I'll root for this, the Chiefs, but I think it'll be a good game. Those are the three teams you're a fan of or the three teams that you like to like contend for a Super Bowl this year? Both. I have okay. I, I've, I've been on those teams since the summer, man. I have to ride with them. Okay. No comment. All right. Um, what about the Dolphins? They traveled two days before the Chiefs. You know, I talked about advantage, the body clock. Advantage Dolphins. Yeah. If you're going to take the Dolphins, you might as well take the money line. It's been like a one yeah. and a half, two point spread. There's no point yeah. of like trying to get that one point. Yeah. Even if you think I, they're evenly matched. Yeah. I, I'm going to, I'm not going to bet this game. I'm just going to get up early and watch it. If I had to bet, I would take the chiefs though. I'm always going to take Mahomes until a healthy Mahomes, a flu-less yeah. Mahomes. Yeah. I heard they left Jackson back in Kansas city. So I think that's even a, a more of a bump more, for them. Is Taylor coming to Germany? Because <laughs> probably not, but I don't need know. Her. Wouldn't put it past her. All right. Um, next game up: Vikings Falcons. Falcons are four and a half point favorites. Um, Jaron Hall is the quarterback for the Vikings, and Taylor Heineke is is playing QB for the Falcons. Uh, I don't know how you can back Jaron Hall, but four and a half does seem like a lot. I have it. Falcons, Falcons in score. a teaser. So then it's down to like Falcons just need to win basically. Yeah. or not lose by more than a field goal. So I agree. I, I think the Falcons win. There's no Justin Jefferson. There's no Kirk Cousins. The Vikings have one running touchdown this year. I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's in it's in Atlanta. Everything on paper is, t- is telling you to go to the Falcons. And according to your flu, uh, your flu thing there, uh, Bijan Robinson isn't sick anymore. Yeah, so. yeah, you're right. You're right. Let's pound the Falcons. <laughs> I was thinking about putting on my six pack. Uh, I'm probably going to end up betting it myself Sunday morning. Maybe if I can grab a four. Um, but yeah, definitely leaning Falcons there. Yeah, I probably uh, this, play that too. This next game. Normally, when when I see a minus six or a plus six, it's something I'm thinking about teasing. Uh, but I don't really feel comfortable teasing here. It's the Ravens minus six at home against the Seahawks. Um, we just watched the Seahawks-Browns game last week. Seahawks looked, I think they looked okay. Now they they had looked good in, in the first quarter and then good at the very end. But um, the Ravens obviously are, what, five and two. They played well all season minus a couple gaffes here and there. Um I would probably lean Ravens to cover the six, but I think this is probably a game I don't really want any part in. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, I think the bank. I think I think why keep why do I keep getting the Bengals and the Ravens mixed up? I must have Joe Burrow on my on my mind. Can we go to that game? I've seen some Joe Burrow MVP talk, and I'm like, 
a little part of me is kind of like, maybe we should get in on this as a hedge against every other negative thing I've said about the Bengals. Well, it was all, con- our bet was contingent on Joe Burrow being hurt. He's obviously not hurt anymore. For a Super Bowl, they're still 17 to 1. And if you think they're going to get in the playoffs, that's a team that can win on the road. They've already proven that. Here's a thought for you. Does Joe Burrow's injury and how bad the Bengals looked and then now with them healthy and how good they looked, is that an MVP case in and of itself? Yeah, probably. I mean, if they have to keep winning, though. If yeah, they, he can't. They can just, win. They need to win at least 11 games, probably. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I'm just saying it's, I think it, it's because like some people are going to point to like his numbers not being great this year, but yeah. I mean, you, there might be a point where you can just be like, well, he was hurt, and look how important his play, his level of play yeah. was to their winning. Um, I, I think the MVP is going to ultimately come down who gets the one seed in the AFC, though, and I think because the Bengals are a little far out of it, I think it's going to be Mahomes or Tua. I know a lot of people like Josh Allen. You're, you can't ever talk me out of that to win MVP, but he is hurt. I don't know how he's going to look Sunday night in this game. Uh, Bengals are a point and a half favorites. Do you are you betting the Bengals? What are you doing with this game? If I I haven't bet it yet, but I'm leaning towards the Bengals. Yeah, I probably will play the Bengals to cover. How worried are you about the Josh Allen injury? Because I know he didn't practice. Okay, he didn't practice Wednesday, but he was a full participant Thursday. So I guess that's not that's not going to be an issue. Yeah, I wasn't really factoring in an injury in that decision i think i'm just kind of riding the hot hand um i don't know man the bill this is an interesting spot for you because or for i mean it's it's good for me because either the bills win and i my bangles odds go up a lot or the bangles win and i get to laugh about the bills losing again so i'm kind of in a win-win here yeah it's uh the the Bills need to start winning. All right, there's there's no more excuses. I can't keep them up in the power rankings for this much longer. They need to keep winning. If they lose this game, the the Bengals and the Bills will have the same number of losses, which seems hard to believe, but it's it would yeah. be factual. Hmm. All right. Well, yeah. I I. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'd probably, I'm leaning Bengals. I don't know. I don't know. This is another game. I think if I'm up a lot this weekend, I'll probably bet the Sunday night. If I'm not, then I'll probably sit. Yeah. Out. I never bet <laughs> Sunday night till like, like around like three 30. Cause usually the three yeah. 30 game is like a boring Cowboys game. And it's like, I'm going to, that's kind of when I take my football break for the day. And then I start, I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I'll get back into it tonight. Um, But yeah, another afternoon slate, if you can believe it. It's the Cowboys playing the Eagles. This is a huge game for the NFC uh, NFC East race. Um, I think I mentioned like two or three weeks ago that the Cowboys schedule is really easy and they have a real chance to win that division. Um, Regardless of the outcome of this one. The Eagles schedule is tough. Minus their yeah. last three games. Yeah. So, like, regardless of this outcome, I don't think that eliminates the Cowboys by any means. But if if the Cowboys win this, they are that you they you could argue they're in the driver's seat for the NFC North, NFC East. Yeah, and even 
I mean, I guess maybe I wouldn't go as far as the one seed, but the Niners do have three losses now. They very well could get the one seed. Because, I mean, the Cowboys would be six and two, and the Eagles would be seven and two because the Eagles have played one more game to help their yep. winning percentage. But Dallas would have the head-to-head. The Cowboys' schedule coming up is the Giants at home, the Panthers on the road, the Commanders at home. Those are their next three games. So if they win this, they're on like a what? Seven game winning streak. I don't know. And then and then it's yeah, Seahawks, Eagles again, Bills, Dolphins, Lions, Commanders. So it gets tougher yeah. at the end, but there's a real chance they could be a game or two up going into December. Yeah, you can get them uh at plus two hundred to win the division right now. Eagles are minus two fifty. I definitely wouldn't bet that. That's crazy. No. Uh but plus two hundred. You know, we we talked about this at the beginning of the year too. If you some point want to grab the Cowboys at plus money and grab the Eagles at plus money later just to kind of secure a profit. I think this now's is a good chance. time. Yeah. Yeah. Because if the Cowboys yeah. win, it's probably going to be pretty close to even odds for both teams. Yeah, exactly. Their schedules are almost like identical to finish the year and they obviously play each other twice. So um, yeah, the forty. The, the the only difference is the Eagles still have to play the 49ers and the Chiefs, which I think are a little bit tougher than playing like the Seahawks and you know whoever the Dolphins. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll keep an eye on those division odds. Going back to um, the noon slate on Sunday, we have Browns Cardinals. Browns are seven and a half point favorites. It looks like Deshaun Watson's going to play. I don't really know, though. Um, I'd rather have Deshaun Watson at 50% than PJ Walker. I do not want to come on here next Tuesday and complain about PJ Walker. I just want to be done with that, but I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't, I don't believe Deshaun Watson is playing until I see it. Yeah. That's just kind of where I'm at with this. Do you I think there's know. a better do you think there's a better chance Watson plays or Kyler Murray for the Cardinals? Watson. Yeah, me too. Look, it's it, they have the Cardinals have until next week to activate Kyler Murray off the IR. So I feel like they're just giving Clayton Toon as one start because they just traded Dobbs to the Vikings and then uh kind of just see how that goes. I feel bad for Clayton Toon, though. I mean, your first start, you don't really want that to be against the Browns defense and Miles Garrett. Um, but it is so good luck with that. I think the Browns do cover the seven and a half, but you never know, I guess. I I would I want to see the Cardinals beat your ass, but it's not Why? gonna happen. Why do I want the Cardinals to beat your ass? Mm-hmm. Uh the draft This has this has zero oh oh okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I need the Cardinals <laughs> to get a win, man. I don't know if they have any on the schedule the rest of the way. Probably not. I think I know for like gonna, survivor purposes, people could like play them until week twelve. And yeah, they have the Texans coming up, Falcons coming up, Steelers. Okay. They have they have the Super Bowl against the Bears weeks week uh, sixteen on Christmas Eve. That'll be a good one. The oh, dude, the Bears play in the last month of the year. The Bears play the Cardinals and the Panthers. We're and the Falcons, but yeah, we're we're t- we're literally tanking for our lives dude call so me crazy sick. but one of those games like one of those bears games we should bet on there to be a tie 
Because if it's close late, why would either team in overtime try? They might just kneel it out or, you know, run, run. I was wrong. A week from today is the Panthers at Chicago. Oh, boy. We, We need to bet the tie, baby. We might we might have to have an emergency separate podcast just for these two tanking teams, just a full breakdown. Uh, that we need to have one of those live cameras or whatever, like like Barstool does to watch for me watching that because like every time the Bears do something good, I'll be happy and then I'll be sad because I'm like, oh wait, yeah, I can't root for this. That'd be funny. All right, next up, Rams at the sorry ass Packers. Packers are minus three somehow. Um, I think it. Basically, just has to do with Matthew Stafford's injury. I don't know if he's playing or not. Is he? I, dude, I feel like the Packers have to be the worst team in the whole NFL against the spread. I think I'm like one in four taking them to cover like a really low total versus a really bad team. Yeah, but I yeah I don't know. I don't. I haven't seen anything on Stafford. I don't know who their backup is. Is it Cooper Rush? Or is he still uh, with the Cowboys? It's Brett Rippon. Oh, he sucks. Yeah, he's bad. <laughs> if it is him, we might need to pound the Packers. Yeah. Who's better, Brett Rippon or Jordan Love? Jordan Love just because he has like a higher ceiling, I guess. Jordan Love just because... Yeah, I don't... Dude, he's... Ugh. His yeah. wide receivers j- drop more balls, so he has a higher ceiling. <laughs> yeah it's uh that that's an ugly game not not gonna be watching that uh kind of another ugly game bucks are two and a half point underdogs to the texans um i see i like cj stroud's game but i'm not ready to to bet on him we saw what happened to the panthers last week so uh-huh. staying away from team that game. just lost to the panthers and scored like nine points so yeah um i like your play on the commanders pats I will probably follow you in some capacity. This is just wrong just take, team, wrong team favorite. I don't understand this. I might just take Commanders money line and keep it simple. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Um, I'm a little worried about the Panthers this week getting a win against the Colts. I don't want to see it. I I'm a little worried. It's it's at home again. I think the weather is going to be like in the 50s here, but. Um, the Colts are another team that is sneaky in tank mode. They just don't need a quarterback. So it's kind of like how, what would be the incentive to tanking unless you really want to get Marvin Harrison Jr., you know, whose dad was like a legend for your franchise. I don't know. Yeah. I'll be watching it. I, yeah, I'm not betting on Gardner Minshew. I can't do that. Yeah, the Colts are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Um Man, I, I'll if I can. I, I I think I found it at three earlier this week, and I put a little bit on it. But I two and a half. Not as not. It's as just hard like with the Panthers. Like there was like some optimism after the the offensive play caller change that they would look better, and then they came out last week and did not. Like yes, they won, but they didn't look any better. They scored like fifteen yeah. points. Yeah, the defense looked better. I think the yeah. offensive line is. A little is starting to get better, but it, yeah, they're just not explosive because they have no passing game. They have no wide receivers that can make a play, and you have a quarterback who is who looks like a deer in the headlights. Yeah. Speaking of deer in the headlights, Tyler Badgett, um, 
He's an eight and a half point underdog against the Saints. There's no way the Bears win this game, right? The Saint he couldn't do anything against the Chargers defense, and the Saints defense is an upgrade. I was gonna say if you're gonna make a play here, it's probably the under. But then yeah. again, I mean, maybe I mean eight and a half is a big number, so I'm not. I'm, I definitely wouldn't take the the Saints minus eight and a half because their offense would probably need to score what upper twenties mid to low 20s even against the bears defense that's kind of a big ask for that team that i will say their offense has gotten a ton better since camara came back so um austin eckler torched the bears camara can do the same maybe i'm I'm kind of talking myself into thinking the bears get routed yeah i don't really have a play on this game i did want to ask you though about like the future of the bears just real quickly so they traded for montez sweat as we talked about last episode they're going to try to sign him. There's extension talks happening as we speak. If they don't, they have the franchise tag, um, which obviously they would use the franchise tag on him. The, the, the issue with that is Jalen Johnson, the cornerback for the Bears, you can't franchise him if you, fran- if you franchise Montez Sweat. Are you worried that they could lose Jalen Johnson? They would still have the rights to him, so they would still be able to trade him this offseason. And when it like he... There's there's no scenario where he is walking free. You might get ripped off in a trade, but you're not going to just let. He's not just going to walk for nothing. Um, everything I've heard about Montez Sweat is in that situation is that a, a deal is probably going to happen, and so that's step one. And Ryan Poles had some things to say about Jalen Johnson about that made it sound like there was more hope for an extension. Then uh, they've realized he said his agent still hasn't provided a final number. So I wouldn't say that door is closed. Um, I don't know. I, I I think either way, I think I think they'll both be Bears in 2024. It looks like he's an unrestricted free agent. Do I have that wrong? I'm pretty sure they said they can trade him. He can definitely get tagged. I think I think. Yeah, I think Sweat's going to extend and they won't have to worry about it. But yeah, if we get to end of the year, if we get to like March and those two guys are still in limbo, then I'm going to have some questions for Ryan, Ryan Poles. Yeah. Well, as long as they have Jaquan Brisker, they should be fine. Defensively. Dude, he's in concussion protocol this week. That dude, that dude is never, he's never on the field. Oh, man. Apparently hey man, he, he, he team in he, sacks last year. He posted a cryptic tweet after the trade request. Um, he said, "Ao oh, the Johnson trade request." Yeah, he tweeted "Ao" like, and then a, a face palm emoji. And so. then he tweeted this after oh, the trade the, deadline. Okay. Okay. So I think Keep I it. think we're okay. Keeping his bro back there with him. That's good. I'm doing a little Jaquan Brisker check here he played in 15 he started 15 of 17 games last year and so far this year he has played in seven out of eight i that that just doesn't even seem possible but a good I think it's because he's played banged up so much this year but last year he was healthy yeah okay well that was our that was our uh jaquan brisker update we always have to mention him and gunner henderson that's a rule of the podcast All right, uh, next game up, 
It's like what we got two left. Giants, Raiders. Uh, Josh McDaniels got fired a couple nights ago. Uh, Devonte Adams said the locker room's happy. Everyone's all chipper there. Apparently, Josh McDaniels was hated by everybody. Um, he is such a douche. I don't. I don't doubt it. I think uh, Danny Dimes will be back for the Giants, um, which normally I would say doesn't matter because he sucks. But like uh, Tyler Devito is Tommy. Tommy, excuse me, Tommy Devito. Devito. I probably won't have to say his name on air ever again because he does oh, not deserve God. to be in the NFL. That I don't even know. Though that's like gross negligence having him on your roster. It, it's one, yeah, like you said. I don't think Danny Dimes is good, but when you compare him to what they're trotting out there, it kind of makes sense why he got paid. When you look around the league and you see the QB play in this league, the yeah. Giants were probably like, "What the hell are we going to do to try to find a quarterback when we have?" We're drafting late. We we have all this money, but there's no one in free agency. We don't want to trade assets to get a quarterback that, that at most is incremental, incrementally better than Danny Dimes. They kind of got trapped. I did read an article saying that Danny Dimes' contract is a lot less bad than you than it originally looks like because of the guaranteed money. So they can pivot off of him for a lot, and it'll be a lot less detrimental than than you would think just looking at the contract numbers. Yeah, so I think that is only, a positive if you're a Giants fan. They only have like two more guaranteed years. I think they try them out again next year, and then the week after they'll just take on the dead cap if it's that mm-hmm. bad. But yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Then Monday Night Football, Chargers, Jets. We get the Jets on primetime again. I think they're on primetime again the following week. It's ridiculous. But uh, that number surprised me. The three and a half. You thought it was going to be more. Yeah, I mean, I I know it's it's not in LA and it's the Jets and it's at night, but like, dude, they they almost lost to the Giants last week. They literally had to pull off kind of a crazy comeback to beat a team with Tommy DeVito and seven passing yards. Yeah. So like to think that that is going to go and beat a team that you think is Super Bowl ish caliber. And a team that has a top five to ten QB, a clear top five to ten QB. Yeah. That just seems a little crazy to me. Obviously, I would love three rather than three and a half, but I don't know. I that's one of those ones where it's like, is Vegas baiting me? Probably. The Chargers will end up winning by three. They'll suck in the first half and come back and win. Yeah, something stupid will happen. Here I have one situational question for you before we switch back to the, or switch to college football. So that Jets Giants game last week went to overtime. You have Devito at Q, at QB, who's thrown for negative two yards. The Giants win the toss in overtime and select to receive. Would you have done that, or would you have kicked? Because I'd I probably th- kick. It's hard, but I think I would kick too. Because you your best chance is to get a stop against Zach Wilson, have them punt it to like the 40 and then try to get 25 yards and kick a field goal. That's why like when that's like the one thing I don't criticize Kirk Ferentz for is he was, he's smart about it's like what he did against Minnesota when he forced that punt and they had to punt it to Cooper. Yeah. That was smart because yeah, Deacon Hill's not going to lead you down the field, but your special teams and defense can maybe make a play and set you up. So I agree. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I feel the same way. 
All right, college football. Um, we can just break down the playoff real quick. Here's the rankings. The top four who are in right now, we got Ohio State one. I'm guessing that's because they had the quality wins over Notre Dame and Penn State. Georgia mm-hmm. two. Um, Michigan three. Hashtag free Harbaugh. And four, Florida State. So that's the four that are in. Then the first two are out, Washington and Oregon. So um, we do have Oregon to win the national title at 28 to 1 for half unit or a quarter of a unit. Uh, they're down to like 12 to 1, I think. So I like where hmm. they're at there. Um, then we have Bama or Texas 7, Bama 8, Oklahoma 9, and Ole Miss 10. That's kind of your contenders. Yeah, I, I love all of our college football futures out there. I love the Oregon to win the Natty. I love Bo Nix and Marvin Harrison as Heisman plays. Um, we got all of them. Maybe not at the the best number we could have possibly got, but they're all they're all good numbers. Yeah. Um, I think I think NFL all, one of the rare weeks I'll say they have the better slate because they just have like a few of those top teams going head to head. But there is still games in the college ranks that are going to have some college football implications. Obviously, a Bama loss would would knock them out. Um, but I, I also want to talk about Texas and Kansas State. Texas is a four-point favorite against Kansas State. Kansas State's played a lot better lately. I'm taking Texas to cover that four. I know Quinn Ewers is out. I just think Texas is the more talented team, and they still have everything ahead of them to play for. Um, I like Kansas State's coach. I just I don't know if he can out-coach Sarkeesian enough to pull off a win. Um, four isn't a great number, but it's also like, I don't know, it's somewhat of a dead zone in there. Yeah, I, I agree that Texas is not to say they're trending down, but they do look mortal as of late. Um, mm-hmm. their, their quarterback last week was kind of up and down. Well, I think it's Malik Murphy. I, I don't know. I, I, I still think that they're just better than Kansas State. Kansas State hasn't exactly been lights out this year. They have two losses, and one of them was pretty ugly. Yeah. Um, I, I, I was, I took this one, and then I read a tweet I sent you about how like I took Nebraska minus three against Michigan State. Um, I, I just, and then I read an article that like ninety percent of of betters or the handle is on. Nebraska, so that kind of made me a little worried that I'm going. I'm, I'm with the public super hard. Uh, I I still think it's it's a fine play. Uh, Michigan State, their offense is just terrible, so I'm I'm okay with that. I think Nebraska is going to win. I think Nebraska has a chance to win a lot of games to finish the season. Um, and then the other Big Ten game I have. Well, two. I have two Big Ten games. Uh, I have Penn State to cover eight and a half versus Maryland. Uh, I think that's a bit of an overreaction to the last two weeks. I think this is maybe a buy low spot for Penn State. I know they looked like shit versus Indiana. They still won by nine. I know it was a lot closer than that, but in terms of talking points here, they still won by nine. And then obviously the Ohio State loss. I just think the public is very, very down on Penn State. So I'm taking them to cover eight and a half. I don't love the number, but I don't care. I'll take eight and a half. Um, And then lastly, I guess, do we want to talk about the Hawks real quick? Yeah, just Um, real quick. I do. I do want to say one thing. Uh, 
Saturday, it's the final SEC on CBS doubleheader. So sit down, watch that, listen to the music, soak it in. Um, exactly. So, yeah, the Georgia-Missouri game, I'm sure Georgia will blow them out. But that night game, Bama-LSU, that'll be, that'll be fun. But, yeah, uh, Hawks game. Uh, Iowa's on the road while it's neutral site. It's at Wrigley Field. Shout out the Cubs. Um, Iowa's a five and a half point favorite. The over under set at 31 and a half. I was surprised you didn't have the under on your six pack. That's that's normally your, I know, your, free, it, your free play. I I bet it. I mean, I, I bet it my own money. I'm telling the audience right now they should still play it. I'm gonna I'm gonna play it until it loses. I still have it in some teasers, so I have it up to like 38 or something like that. But I don't know. I, I do think uh, Northwestern's defense isn't, you know, a Pat Fitzgerald level defense, but it, I don't know how much it really matters if Deacon Hill's your quarterback. Iowa had a bye week to come up with something, so maybe they've got some some trick plays up their sleeve. Or, I mean, they said Deacon had a good week of practice. I don't Okay. Deacon <laughs> okay. Deacon didn't eat 20 pounds of food today. He had a good day of practice. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I don't know. Also, um, on Twitter, I tweeted at the guy that I referenced last episode who said Deacon Hill would be a day three NFL pick. He's yet to get back to us. I feel like he never will, but if we could get him on sometime. I'm not, I don't even want him on. We're not going to make fun of him. Like, I genuinely want to know what did teams see out of him coming out of high school because there was something there and i i don't know if he's regressed or just been stagnant but it's not he has showed zero growth yep i agree i um i really don't have much analysis like i said northwestern's not a team i don't they're a team i just don't really pay that much attention to since the fit stuff um i couldn't even tell you their quarterback's name i just know that they're bad and that we're bad honestly it'll probably be a close game I mean, every game we're going to play in Big Ten, in the Big Ten this year, is going to be a close game. Um, when you can't score, that's just how it is. I mean, are, are they that much worse than a Michigan State who we needed a punt return to beat? Probably not. Yeah. Um, I think Iowa wins. Hope they win. I just, I'm just kind of whatever at this point. Um, a, a couple other plays that I'm on. I like the Arkansas Florida under. Arkansas looks like a team that quit. Their coach is probably going to get fired. Uh, you know how I feel about Graham Mertz. I think Florida wins, but you know how I feel about Graham Mertz. So I'm taking the under 51 in Arkansas, Florida. That's a, also a noon game. So I don't expect like a the crowd to really give a shit. Um, Florida's going to win handily. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Kansas money line versus Iowa State. Iowa State is getting a little high on their own supply. I think there's a little bit of arrogance when I listen to some of my Des Moines talk shows and things. They're a good, they're they're a better team than I think we realize. They they made changes to their offenses, to their offense that I wish Iowa would, but it, it doesn't matter. They're still not very talented. They, they'll probably be better in the next couple of years when these guys mature. They're just really young. I'm taking Kansas. Kansas beats Oklahoma. I think they ride with ride it into this week at plus 120. People forget Iowa State's only uh, like eight weeks removed from losing to uh, Ohio, ten to seven. Wasn't that long ago? I didn't forget. Trust me, <laughs> that was Iowa State fans are spin zoning that that it's a positive. 
that they lost that game. So yeah, that's a take. Sure is. Um, I have, like I said, I have teasers this week. Um, but I, I don't know if we really need to get into that. You can you can um, tweet some out if you want. Yeah, I'll tweet them out off the pod. Yeah. I, I tweezed a lot of totals this week. So this is a funny thing. There's there's a lot of really low totals this week. Like Iowa and Northwestern isn't alone. So like I teased the over just to play the other way. So I have like Iowa and Northwestern over 18. <laughs> and then there's an there's a army and air force game that's like 32 so i got that at like over 19 and all these stupid ones and then i have like usc u at washington under 90 um stuff like that i have purdue plus 45 and a half first michigan so um you have to do four legs for these but they're kind of fun just to follow and you still get them right around even money when it comes out yeah, yeah, I don't hate that. Especially those point totals that are in the high teens, two touchdowns and two field goals combined ten, gets you over. Yeah, like 12-10, you win. Yeah. yeah. I don't, you can do it either way. I mean, you could you could tease it up 13 points like Iowa Northwestern up to 45, knock yourself out. But um, I don't know. They're just, they're just stupid. They're fun. Yeah. Okay, cool. Is that it for college football for you? Yeah, All we right. basically took last week off of watching college football, so yeah. I'm, I'm excited to get back and watch it. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, Saturday afternoon, got the Hawks, then we got the, the SEC game, so should be a good weekend. Um, MLB, so the Rangers uh, won the World Series last night. Um, pretty competitive series for the first couple games. The Rangers were lucky to come back. Uh, Game one, Corey Seager had a two-run homer to tie it in the bottom of the ninth uh, last Friday. Um, and then fast forward a few days later, and the Rangers are champs in five. So, Yeah, I, I'm a little salty. I had, I had Rangers in six. Um, it seemed like the Diamondbacks had their opportunities last night. Zach Gallon pitched a gem. Um, it was 0-0 for really late in that game, and then they the Rangers offense – did what it did all postseason and just blew it open. Corey Seager, obviously, uh, he's a dog. But um, Nathan Eovaldi, he's he's been a star in like two of the last like what five six World Series now. So um, I'm not saying he's mad bum or anything because he's definitely not a hall. He's definitely not a hall of famer, but he's had a pretty good postseason career that you can put up there with only a handful of guys in this generation. Yeah, so they got him under contract for one more year. Um, I think DeGrom is missing all of next year. Scherzer's obviously gone. Um, they have who do they have? Jordan Montgomery. Or he or he's a rental too. He's a free agent. Yeah, they're. Yeah. I mean, they're. He'd probably get resigned. Their hitters, yeah. their hitters are going to be there. They're going to have to retool. They're starting pitching, um, but they've shown that they're not afraid to spend money. Um, I know the twins are losing quite a few pitchers. They might try to steal like a sunny gray. I could see that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I know they're also, and also Blake Snell, we got Josh Hader. I know they were kind of looking at those guys at the deadline too. So plenty of options. Yeah, it's gonna, I'm excited as a Cubs fan. It's fun for, to start thinking about the off season and all the debates of what Jed should do, what he can do. Um, there's, there's all these 
he'll be curious. I'll be curious to see where like Juan Soto ends up. I think he's very likely to get dealt. I'd say he's like a 75, 80% chance he gets dealt. Um, so I don't know. You obviously have Otani. I feel like that's, we haven't talked about that in a while, probably since the deadline and then he got hurt, but Otani will start to heat up. That talk will start to heat up here soon. Bellinger, um, Aaron Nola, Snell. I think there's a few others. I think going back to Otani, I think because the Dodgers just got embarrassed in the playoffs, I think they're going to be on high alert now and know that they need to make a move. I think Otani is going to go to the Dodgers. I know in the past I've said I could see Mariners, Giants. Uh, I do think it's going to be a West Coast team. It's probably going to be the Dodgers, which is going to be very painful for the Angels, but they had a chance to trade him several times and they didn't do it. So I don't feel bad for them. Yeah. I agree with the Dodgers. I think they're the most likely. Um, I think the Giants are in that too. Mariners. Um, I don't. I don't see the Cubs getting involved. I don't think it. It's it's especially now that he's hurt. Jed is too risk averse to get involved in that. Um, Cody Bellinger, I think, is probably high on their priority list. I saw a projection of him like seven years, one forty four. I'm like, I don't think that's going to get it done. It's probably going to be throw another. 20 to 30 million on there maybe but as long as we're not getting that 200 ish range or like eight plus years i feel okay i would prefer to keep it like you know six but i i'm I'm realistic about what this market is yeah just give him give him 144 150 and then trade for trade morel for soto be cooking yeah i want to get soto i don't even if as long as the return isn't crazy, which I don't think it's going to be. Some of these Padres fans I've seen on Twitter talking about what it's they're going to get back for Soto. They're, no. they're delusional. He's, no. he's a one-year rental hitter making $33 million, and he's pretty adamant that he's going to hit the free agent market and not sign an extension. So, yeah, uh, yeah I'm not giving him – I'm not giving them any of our top five, six prospects. Morel, fine, and like a, no, your 15th ranked prospect, whatever. But uh, yeah, that's not going to happen. They're going to be sh- sh- pretty disappointed if that's what they're expecting back, um, especially when they're kind of in a place where they're, they're, they just had to take out a $50 million loan to play pay payroll. Yeah. Because they're, they're struggling financially. Who could have seen that coming? Yikes. Maybe their locker room uh, or their clubhouse, they'll have a little more chemistry next year with them gone. But we'll see. Maybe. Time will tell. Yeah. They they had a lot of interesting personalities in that room. Um, and if they want to bring back Blake Snell, who's probably going to win the Cy Young, that's going to cost you a chunk of change. So I don't think you can't have it all. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, I was looking. Did you look at the, the odds for next year, the World Series odds? Yeah. My biggest takeaway is do not bet the Yankees to win the World Series. I think that's that should be a rule. Unbiasedly, I like the Cubs at plus four thousand. Yeah, forty to one. I I told Bear to put it in for me, and he didn't do it. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to remind him. The so forty to one. I think the obviously like the Cubs. If they win the division, they will have a home playoff series. A lot has to happen mm-hmm. from there. But if you have a home playoff series and you're sitting on a forty to one, I think that's good value. The D-backs who were in the playoffs 
um, on the road, they opened 28 to one before their run started. So obviously there's a pretty big discrepancy between 40 and, and 28. There's still plenty of room. If you get a 40 in pocket, that's around where the, the Rangers were too. There's plenty of other teams you can get at eight to one throughout the year. And, and you basically like, aren't going to lose money unless the Braves win the, win the world series. Cause I don't think anybody say the Braves were like, yeah, the Braves were like six to one. I would never touch no. that. That is so dumb. They didn't even do it this year, and they were winning every game they played. It seems like I, I, I just look at those odds, and I'm like, these are so dumb. They had all five AL East teams ahead of the Cubs, but the Cubs had the best odds to win their division. Like, it's just kind of silly to me because they're basically saying that like the advantage if those teams made the playoffs, which is a huge if, because mathematically not all of them can make it, that they would just have such greater odds to make a deep playoff run when it's like. If they're all in the same division, and then you still have the other division that has the reigning world champs, the Mariners, and the Astros, who were the champs from two years ago in that division, I don't even care. You can ignore the whole AL Central and still have a really difficult playoff field. Yeah. And like, I think it's key looking at, like, you mentioned if the Cubs win the division, they have a good chance. But like, looking at the other teams in that division and then other weak divisions, like the reds they're sitting there at, I think they're, yeah, they're at 40 to one, two. I know you can find them at like 50 or 60 in some places. Yeah. I've seen them at 50. Yeah. Um, what about going over to the AL central? The guardians are 50 to one. Like we mentioned earlier, the twins are losing uh sunny gray, Maeda, a couple other guys. Like they only won that division by like five or six games. So um yeah i like the reds because i think they're even if the cubs won the division the reds still have the potential because i think next year would be the year they they go for it even if they're like second or third in the division i think they'd go for it for like a pitcher at mid-year and try to get a couple solid starting pitchers yeah um i don't know i think the brewers are going to take a step back i think the diamondbacks are going to take a step back um I think the Dodgers will be better. The Braves are still going to be good. The Mets, who knows? But I don't know. I just thought that was all a little silly. Some of, I'm not even saying I think the Cubs are one of the top five, six best odds, but I was just like, that is so dumb. Yeah. I mean, some of those teams even make the playoffs this year. <laughs> I think if the Phillies re-sign Aaron Nola, I wouldn't hate them at 11-1. to 1. The Phillies are a team that will give anybody trouble in the playoffs. The, the the Braves and and Dodgers will do whatever they can not to play the Phillies until the NLCS. I can tell you that they do not want that. Yeah, that's that's the other thing too. Is we, a lot of this is going to shake shake when the uh, the free agency gets going. I mean, Otani going to, I mean, maybe that's built into some of these odds. Maybe maybe Vegas thinks that. Oh, maybe they gave Seattle a little bit of a boost because they think Otani could end up there. It's possible. Yeah, it's yeah, it's this early in the year, especially with how crazy baseball playoffs are. I would only bet long shots. I wouldn't bet anybody under none of the to top one. four yeah. or five odds are worth no. it. No. I mean, look at the Rays. I mean, they were, I mean, they had great odds even like through the first month, and they didn't actually have a chance when it came down yeah. to it. So, yeah. I don't know. Cool. Okay. Well. Um, yeah, let's just uh, enjoy enjoy the baseball 
uh, well, we did enjoy baseball. Let's enjoy football while we still have it. Um, I know the NBA is going on and the NHL is too. I don't really have a lot to say about either of those two sports right now. I think once, uh, I don't know. Now that we don't, now that like we talk baseball at the end of every episode, now I guess we'll just replace that with NBA. So have have 10 minutes of NBA content available next week. Here's all you need to know about the NBA. The West is good, the East is bad, and Dame sucks. <laughs> yeah. The the Bucks can't play defense <laughs> anymore now that Drew Holiday's gone. Who what? Yeah. That, that that's, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be from now on NFL, college football, NBA, and then two minutes dedicated to ragging on the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm I'm all for that. All right. Uh, well, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, Thirty episodes in the books. Um, really appreciate the support. Uh, we're still working on merch, still trying to get that going, but we promise it's coming soon. Uh, but we appre- lots of demand, well, lots, lots of, of demand. demand. Yep. Uh, so yeah, we appreciate everyone listening, uh, checking out our YouTube videos and whatnot. Um, tell your friends, tell your family, give us five stars, subscribe, download, do all that good stuff. Uh, but yeah, we appreciate the support and we'll catch you guys next time. This has been another episode of Bet GPT.